0: Then put your little hand in mine, there ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb, Babe. Welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Sean.
1: And I'm your other host, Dave. And joining us again today, we have a special guest, Chris, of the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Snooky boogies I feel like I had that introduction already.
2: Is this Groundhog Minute?
1: (laughs) And now he understands.
0: (laughs) Didn't you just say that? I think so. (laughs) All right. Well, thank Welcome back, Chris. And and welcome back, listeners. And we are here today to talk about Minute 76. So, Dave, what's going on?
1: All right. So, Minute 76, Phil greets Larry and Rita with coffee and danishes. Then Phil gives them tips on where to set up the camera. And he asks for the crew's opinion. Phil and Larry talk while they set up the shoot. And then we finish in the diner while Phil is listening to some classical piano on the radio and reading.
0: Yeah, so this is this is surprising. This is shocking. This is yeah. friendly, accommodating Phil. He knows how Larry takes his coffee. <laughs> I'm thinking that's got to be – that's a couple years' worth of days just there. just right. Figuring yeah. out how Larry drinks his and coffee. And I'm sure it's a shock to Larry that he knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're right. Like, maybe Phil was, in this, Phil was in the break room and he, like, you know, never – It was one of those things where he saw what Larry did to his coffee. But, you know, it's like one of those things where you're subconsciously remembering it but don't care because you're like, oh, I don't like him. I don't like mm-hmm. anyone. I'm Phil. Nope. Like, Honours. And now it's like, wait a second. How do you – and he remembers. He goes, he got skim milk and he put skim two sugar cubes in. Yeah, and so – but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's either either he watched Larry at the diner, or he, he's remembering what Larry's choice was at the break room at, back in Pittsburgh. Well,
2: at any point in time, he could just say, "Hey, Larry, when how do you take your coffee?" and just remember <laughs> it the next day. You know.
1: I mean, yeah, no, I, he that could is, do that
0: too. Yeah, he, yeah, he honestly he could,
1: <laughs> like, yeah, depending on how, yeah how Phil wants to handle, he could literally do it the Nancy way too. Ask Larry yeah. all these yeah. questions, <laughs> and then yeah, and the then, Nancy
0: way, right? Me, yeah.
1: It's the same thing with the danishes. I think I'm very curious if you know his time with Rita. If he he wasn't sure because this is probably this is probably his first time you know bringing them coffee and danishes. I'm going to go with so maybe he doesn't know exactly what danishes are going to pick. So he gets several. Right. He doesn't know if if, if uh, Rita's going to pick one or not.
2: Maybe he's actually been through this quite a few times. Let's see which one they like, and uh, tomorrow I'll bring a different kind.
1: <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah, he could do that. Yeah, he, yeah, he brings a whole, a whole, whole tray. He could bring, like a dozen of them. He'd be like, yeah, hey, I bought a a dozen. Uh, it was cheaper than five. You know, like <laughs> buy twelve. You yeah. know, twelve for three. That doesn't make sense, villain. <laughs>
2: Now, speaking of the pastries, he reaches over, he says, raspberry. I am not kidding you. The day I watched this minute, they were talking about raspberry flavoring in work. Now, have you ever heard the story about where raspberry flavoring comes from or it did come from at one time?
0: Uh, the- I assumed oh. it came from raspberries. Yeah,
2: well, there is an anal gland in a beaver that they produce <laughs> vanilla. And raspberry flavoring don't ask me why and when it came up I said it's got to be a lie there's not a no possible way that somebody found out that an anal gland of a beaver produces raspberry flavoring so there's no way way that's true well I went to Snopes and looked it up and this is what Snopes says are you ready okay (laughs) Snopes says that they used to use castrium as a food additive which they they got from an anal gland of a beaver The use of castrium is not common in food products anymore, and is becoming exceedingly rare, in large part because collecting the substance is difficult and therefore expensive. Yeah, I mean that is from Snopes.com more
1: no, But see, no, I've heard that story though. Like when they say, like when you have a product, they say now with natural flavor, natural, or you know, with natural uh, ingredients.
2: Right. Natural ingredients.
1: It is a natural ingredient. It's from an animal. It just might not be an animal's part that you may like, you know. Right,
2: right. They they weren't tough, But who found out that this uh, that the uh, beaver's yeah, was lame? Yeah, yeah. Who, <laughs> who,
1: who, who tossed the beaver's salad and be like, and guys, found this out. guys, like, <laughs> right. They're like Greg, I watched what you did there. No, no, <laughs> you got to believe me, man. It says right
2: here because of its scent properties, cashew has been long employed in the perfume making industry, and processed forms of cashew have also been used as food additives. In the later case, primarily as enhancers of vanilla, strawberry, and raspberry flavorings.
1: Now, perfume though, I I mean, I'm sure a lot of perfume is made from Whatever. animal parts because. Yeah. I would assume the scientists behind the perfumes—they're trying to grab those hormones yeah. that work on these animals. They're like, "All right, can we get this to work on a human? Can a human be attracted right. to that scent the same way these animals are?"
2: I was amazed that that came—that he said the word raspberry. It was they were talking about it at work. and then I was more amazed that it was true at some point. But I was happy to hear that they don't use it that much anymore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like to hope that it's 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 matched like yeah like. Uh, New Jersey berries or something that like <laughs> yeah. is, it's fresh. It's fresh Danishes, you know. Uh, I, I my fingers crossed. It's yeah, it's real like yeah, real fruit pulp in there. Okay. Um, but That's yeah, totally <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't see the tip top diner making uh. And uh, I don't
2: want. I'm them sorry, too. I left Sean speechless on that one. I'm sorry.
1: Well, yeah, see,
0: I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't so much worried about the raspberry, the strawberry, because I don't, I don't eat those. But when you said vanilla, yeah, I, I you know, I, I, yeah. And <laughs> Then, then it's, then it got, that struck close to home. That affects me personally.
1: I've but, I, I never come across a Danish I haven't eaten.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, now at least, so Wikipedia is saying that the use is very low. So at least okay. for vanilla, they say the annual industry consumption is around 300 pounds, whereas vanilla in, which I assume is a different vanilla flavor, is over 2.6 million pounds annually.
2: Okay. Okay, so there's probably no chance we're going to get any beaver anal glands. Yeah. Juices. So
0: 2.6 two, <laughs> million pounds of the stuff actually extracted from the vanilla bean versus wow. only 300 okay. from the ass of a gopher.
2: That sounds to me like the people beaver, that are getting whatever. that are looking for it. They're looking for it. Who? <laughs> <Ooh.
0: laughs> I yeah I don't know I, you know it's I was gonna ask a question and then I realized I don't want the answer but just yeah who who was help us
2: out where did they find who was the out?
0: first yeah the first person to suck on a beaver's anal gland and be like hmm raspberry Ooh, vanilla raspberry yeah uh, vanilla yeah hints of yeah oh, no. hints of uh, vanilla. But but I I, yeah I know that it's like as
1: they they talk about how like you 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 improve other countries their 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 process of making a certain product like they always talk about how like certain yeah certain beans and stuff from other countries Mm -hmm. was like they were using child labor they were using slave labor and it's like well don't anymore and then now these are Mm -hmm. like real actual workers paid a wage to do it and so it's like oh no why is it so expensive well now because real people are getting paid real money for it it's not just like horrific labor Hmm. in some countries
0: yeah but actually history if if you read a little bit of history of chemistry or or you know perfume and scents and things like that there are a lot of weird things like back in like the 1800s they were just because they didn't know kind of the the systematically where things come from and to a certain extent scent is compared to our uh, our other senses Scent is there's still a little bit of a mystery of just looking at a molecule and trying to predict what it's gonna smell like. So there's a lot of trial and error and weird things like stuff from animal glands and whatnot, <laughs> just to see like, oh, what's 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 this gonna smell like? What's this gonna taste like?
2: I'm also very happy that I derailed the podcast the way we do it
1: on the James <laughs> <Time> Apartment. Minute. So <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, you did You did a good job. You did a good yeah. job. I got as a man, as a man who knows how to talk out of his ass, you, you, pro- you brought a beaver's ass <laughs> to, the, to the table. I've joined to the
2: club. See that?
0: <laughs> <But, laughs> uh, well, we're, we're all about the small mammals with the prominent upper teeth here. I
2: thought, it, I thought it also, you. it also, yeah, right. It, it, it's also a little related to the groundhog. So I figured I would bring that up.
1: But, uh. I I I like to know if uh, yeah you know, when he brings up you know so he talks about Buster and he talks about and he's like we, you know we all know Buster we yeah. but um I, I I like the idea of like you know him giving them these hot tips and then also asking for their opinion it's really like I almost teared up when I first watched because I was like oh man we are getting nice Phil you know yeah like we have been going over so many minutes of him being rude to people. So to just see, like, him actually asking for their opinions so and not just a, telling them is Is great. this the
2: first time he's ever been nice in his life? Because he doesn't seem... <laughs> in his life.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely nice for the sake of it. Not, you right. know, for, in a selfish way of, like, hey, let's get everyone's opinion. Not, like, I'm being nice for, like, whatever my own... But he
0: is. He's
2: being nice because he wants to pick
0: this girl up is what he's being nice for. Yeah, it's always been. It's yeah. nice because he, yeah. he wants something out of it. Right. Yeah. And it and still like, is.
1: And it's true Rita is impressed but he's not really you know he's he's doing it yeah for the sake of being nice and and rather than talking up Rita he talks up Larry you know it's 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 really cool because like it's like yeah, yeah probably him and Larry do not talk outside of like the few times in the van you know
2: Larry seems a little little weirded out by it at first doesn't he Yeah it's just like <laughs> yeah. wait
1: wait this guy's not only like, giving me <laughs> breakfast but now he's like offering to talk to me about my personal life while carrying the equipment.
2: And carrying all my stuff.
1: Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, Larry, he does that look. He's like, well, I'm holding my coffee in Danish. And he, like, looks at the camera. He's like uh, – and he, like – you can see, like, Larry's trying to do that in gymnastics. He's like, yeah. well, maybe I'll put the Danish in my pocket <laughs> and I'll put the coffee over here. No, you
0: put the Danish on top of the coffee cup. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that's or, you know. or you shove it, you just shove it in your mouth And uh, you, <laughs> you hold it in your jaw You're like, I don't to hold it down Yeah, but
2: then it gets all wet, you slobber on it As you're walking yeah. down, it's, that's not
1: fun. It's not the first time I've thought of that <laughs> Like I've done that multiple times Where I'm like, all right, I got my coffee, I got my worksheets But I just picked up a donut I right, put the donut in my mouth, hold it, don't chew it I do Get my worksheets back to remember. my desk you got to be careful not to pick out of
2: the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Stick that in my mouth. Put this under my arm.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put yeah, put the thing. Oh, my phone's <laughs> ringing. Oh, jeez. Uh...
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe so. Maybe, and we were kind of puzzled at the time. But going back to their first day in Punxsutawney, when Phil's talking about how he's seen Larry eat, and we could, and he like shoves his hand in his mouth. Yeah. To, to kind of mime Larry eating, maybe it is just talking about like, oh, the one time I got this guy a pastry and coffee, and then he stuck the whole pastry in his mouth so he could carry the camera.
1: <laughs> I
0: just <laughs> maybe feel like that's that. What...
1: Yeah, I'd see like that's that's, that's like a blue collar thing Larry would do. He was just like, right, whatever, you know, like I don't care. Like I'll set up and then I'll eat, I'll eat this thing later. So it just like sits in his mouth for a bit. And yeah. to Phil, that's like disgusting, you know. Or to Larry, he's like, whatever, man. I, I got, you know, he's, he's got you know, he's just being Larry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I do want to just jump back to him asking Larry, like, you know, the opinion, because it's these, you know, they don't really know they're, they're, you know, they're not punks of 20 locals. They're here once a year. I assume, I mean, Phil said that he's been back. I don't think Larry, I kind of just assumed Larry is the regular camera guy that he's been here with Phil before, but I don't think that's ever explicitly stated, but like, what are they going to go when Phil says, oh, there's this better shot? What do you think? Yeah. Are they are you just going to say no? No, we don't want the better shot. They're going to say yes to whatever he says. Yeah, but so it is, you know, in a way, it's it's kind of superfluous and, and gratuitous to ask their opinion. Right. But then it is, you know, it's going to make Larry feel nice. This is probably the first time Phil's asked Larry opinion, you know, his that's, opinion on anything.
2: That's what I was thinking. He's um, never to, asked for his opinion. He does yeah. not care what his opinion well, is. Well, yeah.
1: When when yeah the other years probably Phil's come by you know him and Larry walk out of the hotel they probably don't say a goddamn word to them you know each other you know mm-hmm. they're just like mm-hmm. they just like do that they probably like motion and Larry does you know Larry's just like silently getting the camera set and like Phil just like stand he probably just stands on Gobblers not waiting and then like Larry puts a camera and then and then Phil just faces it you know and that's it I I'm Phil from it you know mm-hmm. when we're here in of Tawny, and then that's it you know and then they leave. So he's – yeah, they – so probably like Larry has the same idea of just like this shot's good enough and right. Phil goes this shot's good enough mm-hmm. and and then they move on in their lives. You know, they don't think about it too much. But now, yeah, with thousand, thousand years worth of Phil looking, <laughs> he knows where the compositions are. He knows if you want to see Buster and, and creepy guy smiling looking at that <laughs> groundhog, um, you know, I know where you can go get that shot.
2: You know, when he asked their opinion, the smiles on their their faces light up too. It worked. It yeah, really yeah. worked.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. And honestly, like, I was like, I was like, yeah, I was almost teared up. I was like, oh <laughs> man, like he's he's being a good guy. Like it really, it really, it felt good. It was very like, oh, like a nice warm coffee myself. You
0: know, right? Yeah, yeah. So going back to what you were saying, Dave about about him asking Buster. So do we think did did he as he actually in terms of like this day? Like this iteration of Groundhog Day, like has he actually talked to Buster or is this just something he knows from previous days?
1: He kn- Yeah, because I yeah. feel like it flows right in. He's walked right in a Gobbler's Knob with the coffee and he's given it to him. So like he's probably past Buster. You know, he's, he's walked probably past Buster who's up on the podium right now mm-hmm. next to the t- next to the, the, uh, the uh, Phil's tree stump. Yeah. And so like, no, like, you can see you, know, you didn't talk to Buster like you walked past him. But yeah, Phil knows probably for thousands and thousands. And also, yeah, maybe one day, um, you know he he might have talked to Buster outside of just like you know stealing the Groundhog and and getting chased by him.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I mean he could have like run into him and maybe ran into him at the coffee shop as he was picking up the danishes. Could have,
1: yeah, he could. Have, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. He could have ran. You yes, you're right. We never see we never see Phil go to the 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 Tip Top Cafe before. Um before the Gobbler's Knob uh speech. Or you know, before the announcement. The proclamation. Thank you. Yes. Proclamation. proclamation. That's the word I'm looking for. The proclamation. Because yeah. he's always been after. It's always like a post proclamation. He goes there and he's talking to somebody or he's killing the day there. But yeah, you're right. There could have been a scene where Buster was in there <laughs> grabbing something. So yeah. And then yeah, I mean, like and then you know, we kinda end with that question of like, you know, he asked me, Does he have kids? And Do you have kids? And and let's let's I don't think we really get an answer to that, so let's think about that. You know, like does
0: does Larry have kids?
1: It's, it's kind of those things where you just like – it kind of like it's, – it's hard because like it really it really gets into almost fan fiction level of like <laughs> d- did Larry have like a wife? Was he divorced? Is it just a girlfriend that like they got together, they got a house, they had a kid, but then maybe they separated and, you know, like maybe it was like does he get does he have a kid back in California?
0: Well, yeah, because I was thinking because we – going back to another one of the unanswered questions of this movie is – yeah, if Larry was covering the the Swans returning to San Juan Capistrano, why would he? Why would he give up that gig to to come to Central PA? I'm thinking. See, I, I wasn't thinking maybe he left the kid behind. I'm thinking maybe he came back for a woman. Maybe he met someone like he's in California okay. and then he meets someone from Pittsburgh or or from you know from this area and then he moves. Maybe she's got family. You know, the mom gets sick. It's like oh, I got to move back, take care of my folks. And then he's like, oh, I'll go with you.
1: Okay. All right. So, yeah, because I mean, like, you know, we know he's going to like look at Nancy later. But I mean, so he might not be, he might not be in a committed relationship. And so I, I don't, I say, I say, I just don't see it. You know, I feel like if Larry was having a kid, he probably would already be ready to like settle down. That's how I see Larry. I don't see Larry as like, oh man, I got a kid back home, but I can't wait to go out and like hit the. Hit the you know, hit the clubs and the bars right. and chat up with you know, that's how I see it as. That he has he is still living a bachelor's life. He's still you know, maybe he's got some kind of plan of like doing more camera work or something, or he you know, his own I don't know see his own studio. I'm not sure if he's like going to like do his own photography or anything, but I just see him as like not not settled with kids yet. That's what I see him as.
2: I can't imagine him with a wife and her letting him leave the house with those gloves and that
0: hat on. So, (laughs) (laughs) I think the gloves are very handy because he's you know he's got to keep warm, but at the same time probably like the camera. There's buttons and dials and stuff that he's got to push. So he's got. Is that one
1: of those? Is it the flip glove things?
0: uh, Nobody flips those mittens up over their fingers. Uh, That's what I thought. That yeah, they're like there's like a mitten cover that flips up, but then he can flip them back, and then it's just regular gloves. Your
2: fingers are already covered. What do you need another mitten cover for over top of that?
0: <laughs> i work outside. I don't need that mitten cover.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I hate in, the cold. Even camping, I don't think I've ever, yeah, I've ever gotten, I've ever gotten my hands right because yeah, it's like if you put the mittens on, well, now you've lost like dexterity. Right.
2: You might as well be in handcuffs at that point because you can't do anything with your fingers once you flip that mitten up. You're stuck. Yeah. You can't, you're picking stuff up like a crab claw
1: yeah I, I, yeah i remember I remember camping, and like you know you just make sure you have good gloves on and yeah and, or maybe you would you maybe like uh you'd go to the camping store and you'd grab a couple of those little hot pocket things and you would like you know break one open and then put it in your jacket pocket and if you like your uh-huh. fingers were going numb, you kind of like you kind of like grab it and like play with the thing and like get your hands warmed up again and then and then you're do doing
2: camping like that, and I now I would never like it just sounds like hell to me now that you're saying that. You're like well, you gotta get hot pockets. Like I don't want to be outside in the cold ever again. The only <laughs> time, yeah,
1: the only time I did back it was Boy Scouts was when we did the the Klondike Derby because it was you had oh, wow. you wanted it to be snowy, you wanted it to be icy because the whole thing was is Boy Scout troops and you're doing you're doing projects in the winter. Yeah, and like either it'd be a, it'd be like a camp or it'd be like a campground. And so yeah, the whole day you're pretty much spent outside. You're not intense or anything. Yeah. So it was like you had to like live off of like your uh, your your we call it your your sled, and your yeah. sled had everything in it. So it's, it's like yeah, it's like you you didn't have time to be like oh my hands are cold. You know the only time your hands would be warm <laughs> is when there was the uh, they did the thing from Survivor where you had to like you had to build a fire fast to burn the rope that would then take a big cup of water and dump it on your fire. Yeah. Like that was the only time your hands ever got warm. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, so like yeah i mean what else is your because like i said then we're gonna cut we're gonna cut to the diner so i wanted to like make sure we got all our like notes on on here at, at the knob with larry and rita
0: yeah well so i got I have, I have two little things on on this you know as we wrap up the, the gobblers knob scene uh first is so that that the thing that phil says about uh where they can set up to get a better shot which is the way we've seen this thing play out. It's pretty static. I mean, you can see the stump with the door where they're going to pull out Phil. I mean, you kind of know the the way things are going to play out. There's actually um, a scene from the script that I don't think they ever actually shot, but there originally was a scene where on one of these days, uh, the groundhog actually makes a break for it and like starts <laughs> running. And then because Phil has been through this before, he knows exactly where to set up. So it ends up the the groundhog runs directly towards them. So they get a nice big close up of the groundhog as he's kinda making a break for it. Um so I think that's what's that that's a reference to when he says like, oh, you know, here's here's you know, I've got Mm. a the spot or Buster gave me the Mm. the spot where we should set up. It's kinda reference to like a different angle that um you know that was in that original script.
1: So every day at Gobbler's Knob Phil the Groundhog makes a break for it? Yeah. Because that's what you're making it sound like, because the day is going to repeat. That means that, like, unless Phil changes something, that 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 Phil, punks Punxsutawney Phil is going to bolt every day.
0: Yeah, so, like, every day he kind of he scurries around, he makes a run for it. Nah. Or maybe
2: that's why that was in the original script and not... In the actual movie, right? Yeah, that's
0: yeah. probably Why they didn't shoot it, realizing that'd be kind of a pain. To... Yeah, it's yeah. like,
1: and then you'd have to do that like a hundred different times. Like, I oh, have to get boy. this stupid
0: groundhog to run at people every time. It's never yeah. right.
1: <laughs> yeah, the... yeah,
0: and then you get the groundhog to do it the same way every time. Do too. it the
1: same way. You have to deal with it. Yeah, the animal handler and whatever. Like the t- because, like, yeah, showing quick shots of him getting like you know pulled out and shown is easy. But like, if you had to have the the, the handler having to like release him in the right way. So Phil, mm-hmm. he doesn't get hurt and they have to do it like, yeah, 20 takes because you need amazing. every different angle of uh, Bill Murray reacting to it. Right. Yeah, that's like I'm, – I'm glad like I was like, that's a logistic nightmare.
0: Right. It's still well, amazing, amazing me just, that
1: they just...
2: really do this every year. Like they stick their hands in there and pull this groundhog out every
1: single year. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah they've gotten bit.
2: They have gotten bit.
1: Yeah, they got bit but these guys are uh, – oh, yeah. They're you professionals. Call, <laughs> they're professionals. You know, whatever, whatever – uh, yeah, whatever a man in a top hat and a coat – uh, playing a groundhog counts as a professional. That's what they are.
2: I feel like he says six more weeks of winter every time and I hate that groundhog. That's how I feel.
0: <laughs> we all hate the groundhog. And then the, uh, the the other thing I just had for this was at the very end just that look from Rita and Man. Phil's Phil's kind of ignoring. I mean, he offered you know he brought her coffee, he offers her a Danish, but then it's he's he's paying attention to Larry, he's you know, carrying the gear and he's asking about if he's got kids and everything. And like that kind of like that impresses Rita more than Phil being nice to her directly. You know, seeing yeah, she him does, be nice to Larry. She seems like she sees something in him at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the very least, surprise. Yeah. yeah. But how I see it is that
1: like she, the, the, what, what little she got of him yesterday in the van, you know, he's been salty to them. And the last thing he said to her was like, oh, I see Larry eat. I don't want to be near you people. And then <laughs> yeah. it's a yeah. 180. Phil shows up. He's like, hey, here's some food for you to eat and some coffee to drink it with. And I am going to carry your equipment while we talk. And because, you know, Rita probably has already assumed that like Phil and him, you know, Phil and Larry have like this really like just like chromungity relationship where it's like, you know, we got to work together. And that's the minimum we're going to put to each other. So she's now this, you know, she's this outside perspective. This is her first gig with them, Mm -hmm. and I think she to see this 180 is just like, you know, she's like, I can't even make sense of it. He was so rude to everyone yesterday, and here he is, like being like the best coworker you can possibly be.
2: Little does she know, when he went to bed last night, he had a girl in his bed. That's part of his
1: happiness there, (laughs) and that was, and that was the twist. It was her. I, oh, you know, that's a good thing is that we don't – it's a shame we don't see it, but I actually would like to know what his reaction is when Mrs. Lancaster asked how he slept. Oh, yeah. He's like, that would have been nice. He could have been like – he could have like kind of like finally thought about it. Like, yeah, it was nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, because he can't say – yeah, the, the The first day is, is, his response was he slept alone. He slept alone. Yeah, he can't say I didn't sleep alone. Is he going to – yeah, he yeah, really can't say that this time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think, you know, he did tell me some blow. It's like, but, you know, for uh, the longest time, Rita was there and we had honest You know, it's like, that's, that's him running through. It's like, no, I had a good conversation last night. I liked it. You know, it's good. I feel good. I feel, I feel refreshed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I I said my next, my next note is the diner. I was trying to, I couldn't read uh, the book here. It's something, no. Johann Strauss, E.H.E. Jacob?
2: mm-hmm I okay get tell
1: it. me tell me about that sean
2: yeah sean tell us about
0: it oh i was just saying yes it, it, <laughs> well it's it says uh it says strauss so i i assume it's a biography of uh Johann strauss written by this this jacob guy
1: oh man you didn't look it up because i forgot
2: yeah, I didn't look it up because I couldn't read it until you just told me what it said. To be honest, with you.
1: all right, all right, hold on. Okay, <laughs> Johann Strauss, Australian composer.
0: Okay, I got it. So it's it's actually um, music book. Yeah, so he's got a copy of it's uh, Johann, The the full title is Johann Strauss, Father and Son: A Century of Light Music by okay. H. E. Jacob, Jacob.
2: So I guess that's supposed to be your tip that he's starting to look into music at this point, right? And the piano is playing in
1: the background. See, that's interesting. That's actually yeah. interesting because we're not going to get to the piano thing until later. You know that we with this music gets him into the piano, but it's kind of interesting that he's actually reading it already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's he's showing an interest, in it it seems like and
1: it's, it's Austrian. It's not like French, you know. It's not like he's he's in a oh I'll just do French poetry and I'll go into French music. No, he's going to. He's going to the good stuff. He's going to Austrian music in Vienna,
0: you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? and then one of the other books is um, uh, Treasury of the Theater, edited by John Gasner, mm. um, is, is I think, the other book that we can kind of see the, the title on the spine. Um, and this, this research is, uh, once again, courtesy of our friend Rob Black over at High uh, Day Project. And that's at GroundhogDayProject.blogspot.com. Um,
1: yeah, because I, 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 we can't read the other book, right? Like, I, 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 the book on top of it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to see. It's really light. The these are obviously older books. He's he's mm-hmm. digging deep, Phil. He's getting uh, he's getting archaeological from the library. though. That's good. You know, we don't
1: see it, but we clearly can tell he went to the library after this. Yeah, which is cool. Which is cool. You know what I found so, odd
2: was the ashtray on the counter there.
1: Oh, yeah. We always <laughs> so talk, strange. We always talk about that, how it's like – if you probably look at the ceiling, though, it's probably like really like tan and brown yeah. from just yeah. so much just cigarette ash. It's <laughs> amazing.
2: We used to take our kids into the – you know, I was a kid at the time. Right? We You go in and you sit there while everybody else is smoking and now it's like you can't even smoke in a amusement park anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't even smoke outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let alone inside. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then a place like the well, I don't even know if this necessarily has a no smoking section, right? But so back so in the day, if they the did, it would just be like, oh, you know, this side of the diner, this yeah. is the no smoking section, <laughs> go but over it's like there with
2: the sissies. <laughs> but
0: yeah, but we're all in the same
2: room. We're like breathing yeah. the same air. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like yeah, I literally the one restaurant we used to go to when I was about in my twenties. The smoking section was. They were about the same size, but the smoking section had booths, so I didn't smoke, and we would still ask for the smoking section so we could sit in the booth. It did not matter that they were smoking <laughs> next to us. It
1: didn't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at least, yeah, at least you're going to be like your butt's going to be comfortable. I'm not sure right, you're, you're, in you're a breathing.
0: Booth. <laughs> yeah. So let's so, – so, so, so since we have um, about you know, 11, 12 seconds in the diner here, you're, you're a Jersey guy, Chris. Yes. So, uh, you know – What's your, take, you know, what, what's your favorite diner? What do you order? What's your, what's your go-to menu item? What's, what's the diner story of Chris? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, I go as local as I can. That's, that's usually what we do. Whatever's close is what I hit. There's, there's one called Geet's Diner, which everyone knows. It's on the way to the shore points. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where we used to go close down for like a year. It just opened back up. The go-to, I, I mean, what, cream chip beef in the morning? Ooh. Maybe some pork roll? Yeah. Yes. yeah, it's called pork roll. It's not called Taylor Ham. It's called pork roll where yes. I come from.
0: That's my man right there. He talking the truth.
2: <laughs> and All I don't right. know why, South but I, I noticed this ketchup here on the table. I would put that right on my pork roll, too. Just So I wanted to put a ketchup men- mention in there.
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ready to talk about the ketchup yet. Maybe tomorrow I'll talk about it. But yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, always, always glad to have a full bottle of Heinz uh, at the table. <laughs>
2: But yeah, I, you said South Jersey. I had to mention pork roll because I know a couple of the other uh, minute podcasters say Taylor
1: ham and they're wrong.
2: They're, they're wrong, completely man. wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> man, I want to go to that. I always it's always the Memorial Day weekend. I'm always doing something. I want to go to that pork roll festival up in Trenton.
2: Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Everybody talks about they call it Taylor ham. I enjoy cases pork roll better than I like Taylor ham. Taylor pork roll, to be honest with you. So,
1: um, I don't know if I have ca- how much cases I've had this is
2: tangy is my favorite.
1: Okay, all right. No, I don't, I'm trying to think of a hat. No, I don't think I have. But um, but yeah, even the yeah, Taylor Ham's like yeah, Taylor Ham pork like, roll. You like say that I think on the package yeah. or something.
2: It, it, and that means nothing to anybody that's never been in New Jersey. You're like, stop talking about this because we mentioned it a couple times already. I always, the <laughs> I Bob always have to. <laughs> it's
1: just, it's just goddamn, it's, just, it's just so good. It's just the best of both worlds. I don't know. I'm am trying to figure out the logistics. Of bringing a package to, to Denver I'm like how can I <laughs> like I call the bed and breakfast the, the Airbnb I'm like hi I'm so glad I'm staying at your house can I ship some pork to you
0: <laughs> yeah just like <laughs> okay. get some pack it in some dry ice yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz I don't know if I can bring that on the plane like uh anything <laughs> to declare? Plane. Yeah, I got. It. Hey, if you can bring like if you can like if there's a secure way to bring firearms through TSA, there should be a a secure way of bringing your pork through TSA. I'm just yeah, saying, I don't see
2: why not? Yeah.
1: <laughs> your honor, I was just trying to bring the pork to Denver.
2: <laughs> that sounds dirty.
1: <laughs> You're on. Just trying to move that pork, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Outside outside just like I like Phil's uh his attire. I just like I don't think we've ever really seen him wear the sweater vest.
0: Yeah, I had that in my notes. Is this a new vest? I don't know we've we've seen this, yeah. It's formal, but it's very formal. Yeah. It's it's a nice look for him.
1: It honestly might have been something he packed and he just like it was in there and he was like, No, nah, I'm not gonna wear it. Like he maybe thought about it when he was first packing of just like I'll pack it in case something comes along where I have to wear something a little nicer, but he then he's like oh uh, for the longest time he's just like ah, oh, miserable i'm not gonna wear anything and now it's like no you know what it's so uh, comfortable i don't need to wear the whole tie i can kind of i kind of keep it loose i actually like that it's like it's so creepy not creepy i should say but it's so interesting <laughs> how like he's got it buttoned up but without the tie you know you think that once you take that tie off you're unbuttoning that top button
0: yeah yeah i was you i was think. no i was just about to say that like i yeah I don't know about that look. Not with with that kind of shirt. I think it looks kind of weird. It
1: comes across as almost like Amish or something. Yeah, you know, no like tie,
0: a, but but buttoned all the way up. Yeah, like it's a religious
1: well, a thing. Spot. Like, oh,
2: he's in the right spot in Pennsylvania if he wanted to be Amish. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, it feels like he's part of something religious sort of like. Oh no, we don't wear ties, but we you know, but we always button every button.
0: <laughs> now I haven't noticed this before with this shirt. I did, well the. Is this a whole new outfit? Because, like, so the vest we definitely haven't seen before. Mm. But it looks like the shirt has a covered placket, which I don't know if we've seen before. Although usually it will not. I don't know if it's usually, but at least in the beginning and now at the end, he's usually wearing a tie. But so if you look, the the placket is the strip where the buttons are down the the middle of the shirt. And it's covered. Like we don't see the buttons. There's a piece of fabric that covers up oh. where those buttons are. Yeah, it's which kind of really makes
2: it look like a, a religious or something. Like he's a priest, yeah. Or yeah. Something of some sort.
0: Yeah, it does. Comes
1: off. Yeah, very religious-y. Yeah, I n- I never knew that. Like such a, I'm trying to remember if I ever actually had any shirt that would, that that did that it actually had a cover for your buttons.
0: Yeah, that's, that's not too common. You don't see that too much. You would guess the reason
2: that it is is so you don't have to wear a tie. It's covered up. Because, you know, that's where the tie runs down. If you don't mm, – if you're covered right, up. Maybe mm. he wears a bolo tie with that shirt. What do you think? He wears one of them. Bolo tie.
1: Ties. I, <laughs> it is is nineties, you know. I just I – just, <laughs> I can't imagine Phil wearing bolo tie. I, no. <laughs>
0: he would just – He's definitely not a cowboy. <laughs> well, when he's in his Bronco outfit. He'll do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bronco. bronco. Oh, what a what a nice callback! Gosh, man, I miss Bronco. Oh, the adventures wow. of Bronco and uh, and um...
0: come on, what's Heidi? Her...
1: Heidi, thank you, Bronco and Heidi. Gosh, Bronco <laughs> and
0: Heidi, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're getting adventures in the West.
1: But, yeah, I think that's all my notes for for today. I want to know: is there else? Anyone else has a about the diner? I said we. You know, because I, I feel like we're we're in a cleanup mode right now in the diner. It feels yeah. like we're definitely in the late afternoon. I feel like maybe they have another half hour before they're going to ask Phil to leave. I feel like that's how mm-hmm. end yeah. of the day we are.
2: There's a couple things in the diner I, I did notice, like the boom box up on the shelf, which is odd. Is that a, is that a radio with speakers attached?
1: Yeah. You see it in the background? Yeah, my, yeah. My, my dad had that in the basement. Yeah. I,
2: I believe we had it too. There's a picture of a sandwich behind it, which is strange.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, But you see on the wall, like, there's a giant apple. On the left That's side, a, yeah. there's a Sunday yeah. On the left side of the screen, there's a Sunday on the wall. You have, so, it's, yeah, it's like, hey, we're having <laughs> fun here. We got big old pictures of food.
0: Yeah. Food on the, the wall. Far right,
2: if you go to the far right on the top shelf, there's another uh, groundhog up on the shelf. Yes.
0: There's, like, I don't know, is it, like... Uh, like maybe I don't know if they're peppers. or something green, something yellow, something, something red. I don't know. Different yeah. peppers, or that, maybe like an apple, an orange, and a,
2: hopefully a fake a groundhog, pear. and not you know one of the many Puxitoni <laughs> fills that they've had come oh, through. Yeah, yeah. we're, yeah, we're
0: a Collection of stuffed ones. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now just to confirm, like, because so this is a different angle, but this is this is the tip top, right? Yeah. We all agree. You
1: know, yeah, this is the tip top yeah. cafe because this is the diner that. Like if you if you were sitting where Phil was, you'd be looking straight back into the kitchen. We're usually never on this side of the diner.
0: Right. Okay. We're yeah. In the it's far just a back. different angle. Like so. Be, like so. They're sitting at a counter. Behind this counter, that's where the 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 waiter or the guy who drops the tray.
1: Yeah. Somewhere yeah. where that guy, the the actual guy, right now is picking up. But that's probably um. I mean, that's, I don't know if that is, but that could be a Doris's brother for all we know. But yeah, like, there you
0: go. he brother, be a brother-in-law. A brother-in-law. Have,
1: but like, yeah, where the, he's standing, right? Where the pack of coffee pot, Somewhere around there, I think, is where mm-hmm. that kid dropped. Yeah, he dropped yeah. the plates. All
0: right. Phil doesn't always sit at the counter,
2: right? No,
1: we'd never sit. No, see, no. This is the he only sits time. off.
2: Right, that's what I thought. He, well, this one, he seems to be not too worried about being around people, where he's usually by himself or, you know, off in private somewhere. He's actually, yeah,
1: yeah he actually yeah. sits on the, the, physically the other side of the room. Okay. He's over by the windows, which is essentially like, Directly behind him, about twelve feet.
2: Okay, so, away from everybody.
1: Yeah, that's where he usually sits. And yeah, right, yeah. right directly behind him are, are the are the, the booths. Yeah. Oh, Okay. So yeah, he's against yeah the back wall is this L shaped um, counter.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, what 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 clearly what the filmmaker is is trying to convey here is that phil has moved on to a different part of his life the way he's sitting in a different part of the diner yeah. and the fact that he's come out of his booth away from the table yeah. and is sitting out at the counter mm-hmm. that he's now amongst the people you know he's, right. he's kind of open to making connections yeah he's when you're sitting at a counter someone. someone could just come up and sit next to you whereas a table you know it's just yours yeah
1: yeah, and it really, and yeah, and like really, yeah, he just has, he's got water over here on the other side of the ashtray, is this glass of water, and he's got coffee, and that's really it. He's not, yeah. he's not stuffing his face with any pastries or ice cream or anything. He's just, you know, quietly, really, he's just, mm-hmm. he's just, whatever, he probably knows exactly when this place will close, and he knows that from the library to here, he can, he, get, he can get a little bit of reading in. Yeah. And, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I always wish, it's probably, you know, in my mind, there's a deleted scene where he, you know, he politely said to him, he's like, hey, I would like to, you know, get ahead of the whole thing where it's like, oh, should we now get ready to leave? And he goes, No, I like to stay in town and I kinda want to check it out. You know, it's like one of those things where we don't get to see it, but clearly that that scene probably happened. You know, where he told he told Larry and Rita that uh I think we should stay in town a little bit. You know, let's not yeah. let's not wait it out. hmm Yeah. Uh Alright, so so yeah. well, Chris,
0: anything else uh Dinah related, groundhog related? <laughs> I am glad that I
2: got the minutes <laughs> where he's he's waking up a little bit, you know, where it's not he's not Mean old Phil. Yeah. We're seeing some change. I'm, that's this is these are really good minutes stuff. I know. That. I
1: mean, it's starting to signal that we're in like the third act of the movie, and we're, you know, we're getting near the end and all. Yeah. But it is so nice to actually like just see like good things, you know? Because you're just like, oh my right. god, he's manipulated people, he's abused people, yeah. he's people. It would to be people. fun to
2: just rip on Phil for you know two minutes, but this is you know we're giving a little praise to Phil this time around. Yeah. It feels good.
1: Like <laughs> you can actually say something nice about Phil, and it's yeah. not like. You know, we have to talk about all the bad things, Phil's done. We say like he done,
0: he done did nice things. <laughs> yes, he done.
1: <laughs> he done him. <them. laughs> but uh, yo, yo, Chris, uh, Chris, I'm really happy we get to have you on. Uh, please tell our listeners where they can find more of you.
2: We are at uh, Dueling Genre, where the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We covered the movie Clerks one minute at a time. We finished that one off, and now we're currently working on Mallrats. The first episode dropped on uh, July second. And we're going to try to power our way through. We're doing extend the cut also with the extra uh, 15, 20 minutes in the beginning. I'm
1: trying to think if I even know about that. Wow, people.
2: Do, a lot of people don't. You can watch it on YouTube. It's very strange. Okay. they cut it down to about two minutes. Okay. it's there, there's mm-hmm. a uh, um, assassination attempt. What? There's a governor. Yeah, it's 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 very strange. Oh
1: wow,
0: <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> it's an oh. a, a lot of Michael Rooker. And an accidental assassination attempt on the governor. So
1: Whoa. <laughs> You'll
2: have to listen in and check that out. Shoot, I
1: have to. Yeah, I just got like a cheap D V D of like Mall Rats. I had like no special right. features on it. I didn't know. Wow. Okay. They
2: said that original cut tested real poor with audiences. <laughs> <laughs> which I we
1: we totally understand why, and they cut it down to two minutes and sorry. Well, I- I, that had to be the same thing with the original clerks, anyway. It's like, oh, we'll shoot Dante. No, God! Hey, don't kill Dante. Why would you do
0: that? Whoa! <laughs> no clerks, too. <laughs> well, yeah, you cannot, you, no sequel. Yeah, if your guy dies. Yeah. Well, it's just,
1: yeah, like, it's, just, yeah it's, it's such a weird thing to, like, yeah, like hard throw, all of a sudden it can turn into a tragedy. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> was supposed to be here tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so come check it out. Uh, uh, it's me and my co-host, Jeff. I want to mention Jeff because he didn't mention me when he was on here the last time. Just yeah, what a me. bonehead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, so, so, so check that out. You can also check us out. Um, we're on Facebook at uh, The Gobblers Knob, which is our listeners group. And we're also on the Twitter at Groundhog Minute. And so that is it for us. Uh, Chris, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. And we will see you tomorrow. If there is one
1: Let them say
0: your hair's too long Cause I don't care what you I can't do wrong